0: Well, good Friday morning, everybody. It's the 12th of November, and my title today is Perfected Forever While Being Made Holy. This is going to be the last email in this series of dealing with whether a born again believer in Christ can or cannot lose their salvation. We've been looking at some of the main passages people use to teach that our salvation is conditional and getting into heaven must be maintained by living a righteous life here on earth? Or is salvation truly a free gift of God's grace, and those who believe are born again into God's family for eternity? The last passage we will consider is Hebrews 10 And we need to understand the context to get the message of this chapter clear. The author is comparing the old sacrificial system given by God to Israel and carried out in the temple as a way for people to deal with their sins. When you sinned, an animal had to be sacrificed. So here it was, a long line of sinners, six days a week, bringing their sacrifices to the temple, so that the priests could offer them to God day by day. And oh, by the way, that began in 832 B.C. and has gone on for centuries. It must have been weird having a long line of people holding the animals they were going to sacrifice. Uh, I imagine there were people there judging those sinners by basically how large or how valuable the animal being sacrificed was. If it were a bull, probably that person was a really bad sinner. If it was a sheep or a goat, less sinful. And if two turtle doves and a partridge in a pear tree, even less. But I digress. This passage begins by noting this ongoing rituals of sacrifice at the temple. They write, quote, For this reason, it, the law, can never, by the same sacrifices repeated endlessly year after year, make perfect those who draw near to worship. Otherwise, would they not have stopped being offered? For the worshipers would have been cleansed once for all and would no longer have felt guilty for their sins. However, when Christ became the sacrifice, it was one and done. He was the sacrifice for the sins of the world, and the shedding of his blood uh, was for all of our sins. This was God's will and plan from the beginning. And then we read, quote, and by that will, God's will, we have been made holy through the sacrifice of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. And then he continues and writes these very informing words. Day after day, every priest stands and performs his religious duties. Again and again, he offers the same sacrifices, which can never take away sins. But when this priest, Christ, had offered, now listen carefully, when this priest had offered for all time one sacrifice for sins, he sat down at the right hand of God, quote. Now listen, this is huge. One sacrifice for all sins for all time has been made by God himself through the Son, Jesus, and his death on the cross. He paid the penalty for all sin for all time. And here is the result. For us who believe, quote, for by one sacrifice, now listen carefully, by one sacrifice, he has made perfect forever those who are being made holy. Did you hear that? By Jesus's one sacrifice, he's made perfect forever those of us who are still in the process of being made holy. And look at what the text says next. It says, and where these have been forgiven, where all of your sins have been forgiven, here it comes, sacrifice for sin is no longer necessary. Did you get that? This is so critical for us to understand. One sacrifice for all sin and for those who believe, we have, in one sense, been made perfect forever, even while we're still in the process of being made holy. That is incredibly great news. So with those ideas in mind, we go on to the warning passage beginning in verse 26. If we deliberately keep on sinning after we have received the knowledge of the truth, No sacrifice for sins is left, but only a fearful expectation of judgment and of raging fire that will consume the enemies of God. Did you hear that? No sacrifice for sins is left if you deliberately keep on sinning after becoming a believer. People hear that and automatically believe it is saying that deliberate and ongoing sin will not be covered by Christ's sacrifice because we are choosing to continue in sin. However, the reason he says, and this is so important, the reason he says that there is no longer any sacrifice left for sins is because of what he just said in verse 18 where he said, and where these things have been forgiven, sacrifice for sin is no longer necessary. There is no sacrifice for sins after his sacrifice for sin, which was one for all, one and done. There's no sacrifice for those deliberate and ongoing sins because no sacrifice for these sins is necessary. Remember, It's been accomplished, all our sins paid for and forgiven through our faith in Christ, not by our ongoing ability to walk in obedience, which is something we really should do. And for those of us who have become addicted to porn and sex, how important are those words to us? Where these have been forgiven, sacrifice for sin is no longer necessary. And that's why he says there's no more sacrifice left for sin. There is no sacrifice for those deliberate and ongoing sins because no sacrifice for these sins is necessary. Remember, it's been accomplished. It's one and done. All our sins paid for and forgiven through our faith in Christ, not by our ongoing ability to walk in obedience. For those of us who have become addicted to porn and sex, these words apply to us. Some have written me to say that, well, therefore, if it doesn't matter whether I sin or not, I have a free license to sin and I can sin as much as I want. I could argue theoretically, yeah, but practically, no. The reason we need to work on not sinning is not because we might lose our salvation or try to gain entrance into heaven, but there are very important, there are two very important reasons to not do that. First of all, the wages of sin is death in the life of a believer and us continuing in sin will still bring pain and trouble in our lives, our marriage, our family, and our work. God disciplines us for our sins. And so that should be the motivation for not continuing in sin, uh, to not experience the discipline of God, but to experience the blessings of God. And second, if we choose to live a life of ongoing (laughs) sin— This isn't going to matter much to most of you, but I'm going to say it anyway. If we live a life of ongoing sin, we are wasting our time here on earth when we should be using it to glorify the Lord, which will earn for us eternal rewards. I know, I know most people don't even think about eternal rewards. They just think, well, if I get into heaven, it'll be good enough. But you know what? You might want to think about them. The only chance we have to earn eternal rewards is what we do in this life. And then when we get to heaven, we will receive them and we will have them for all eternity. This is John Doyle with 180 Podcasts. We have been perfected forever forever. While we're being made holy, we are loved and accepted and forgiven by God. And our sins do not change God's idea of giving us eternal life and having us become born again. God bless you, my friends. Take care. I hope you have a plan for a good weekend, staying in community and walking in the Spirit. This is John Doyle with 180 Podcast. God bless you, my friends. Take care and goodbye.